All season long on WTMJ, it's Brewers Extra Innings. Now, live from American Family Field, here's your host, Dominic Catronio. Oh, those are the fun ones to talk about, right? Brewers win in walk-off fashion, 4-3. to three. Joey Weimer, sacrifice fly, gets the job done. I'm Dominic Catronio. Jeff Cirillo is with us. One of the main points I made in yesterday's Brewers Extra Innings is Zach Greinke is a good pitcher, but all you need is four runs. If you can get four runs, history has told us that's all the Brewers need. And we'll let you know, Jeff, four runs. They're now 18-3 and three by reaching that threshold this season. Just what a top-to-bottom team win for this one tonight. Yeah, we really got to tip your hat to the bullpen of the Brewers. Just throwing 5.1 innings pitch. I mean, I think they got a couple hits, barely, and just was, was a dominant performance out of the bullpen tonight. Yeah, I mean, five innings, just two base runners, one hit and one walk. Hobie Milner started things off. Then he handed it to Yoel Piomps, Peter Strzelecki in the eighth, Devin Williams in the ninth. And this was another example of, you know, they've got a variety of, of guys out there, right? You see Strzelecki strike out the side in the eighth inning. Devin Williams was very economical in the ninth inning. Didn't need to rely on the changeup today. And, and don't lose sight of the fact that Hobie Miller threw two innings in this one, including getting multiple righties out. And to see him get back on track is going to be very important for this Brew Crew bullpen as the only traditional lefty down there in the end for, for Craig Council and his unit there. And Adrian Hauser, I, I don't think he pitched that bad. I think he just used too many bullets early in the game. Yeah, it might have been. I mean, one of those hits, I mean, you have the one guy take the extra base for a double, and then you get the little chink double from Prado for the double down the line. So, I mean, he pitched a great great ball game, and the bullpen was really the start of the show. And the bullpen kept them in it, kept the, the Royals at bay. It was after the home run from Salvi. That would be the last run that the Royals would score. Offensively, though, for the Brewers, almost everybody reached base today. Only the DH spot did not reach base or do something for the Brew crew in this one. Uh, obviously, Weimer hits the sacrifice fly. Uh, Brian Anderson started off the inning with a stoink in the center. Here's a stat for you that both of the hits in that ninth inning were with two strikes. The Anderson single, the Miller double, then it was a 1-1 pitch to Weimer to give them the, the, to give them the win. I, I think this is a theme we've seen all year long, a lot of two-strike two production for the Brewers this season. What are, you, are you seeing anything from the approach? What should the approach be and why we've seen success despite being behind in the count? Well, if you look, like, for the most time, if you, major leagues, you know, you want to protect away. And both pitches, I think, were either cutters or sliders. And either Anderson didn't get a lot of that ball. It was a really good pitcher's pitch, but he was able to use the middle of the field. Miller used the middle of the field, and then Weimer used the middle of the field on a breaking ball to create the sack line. And for them to do that back-to-back against Hernandez and Chapman, both guys throwing cheddar, I mean, 100-plus. I mean, Chapman, we saw him hit 104 tonight. And to react just enough, and for Weimer, a rookie, trying to slow things down, did his job. And I love the reaction of Weimer running out of the box. He knew it was deep enough. He was already fist-bumping, getting a little bit of an exhale going down the line. I mean, take me through just the late inning, this modernization of – Everybody you're going to see is going to throw 100, and yet guys are still able to perform against that. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Hernandez and the way he was going through it with his fastball, it looked like he had an overpowering fastball with all the hitters he was facing, but it seemed like he got beat 
three times with his breaking ball tonight. So, and Chapman was just electric, and that's the old guy, 104, 102, and just dominant inning. Like you said, I mean, the Royals might not be good, but they still have a dominant bullpen with velocity. They do. They have a lot. And how about this bottom half of the order, right? Five through nine today were all either new acquisitions or homegrown prospects, right? So Contreras, acquisition. Anderson, acquisition. Terang made the team out of spring training as a rookie. Miller, acquisition. Weimer made the team one day into the season. He almost made the team out of spring training. And it's just the newcomers continue to do something. The other walk-off belonged to Garrett Mitchell, not technically a newcomer, but still a rookie coming into this year. I, I love to see the guys validate their arrival and make it count when they have a moment. And that also, I mean, it just breeds confidence. And Craig Council was talking about it earlier in the week that you, you're never really going to be comfortable in the big leagues, but as long as you maintain that confidence that you belong there, good things are going to happen. And I think that's a perfect way to describe Joey Weimer. I think we've discussed it a few times that, that- you know, when you get to the major leagues, you know, you don't know if you totally belong, you've gotten there. But until you go through a full season and get it all under your belt, every every at-bat is every game is a, is a new adventure, right? And so you're going to have your ups and downs with rookies. But tonight, Weimer came through, and he's you can see he's really trying to make a conscious effort to stay back on those breaking balls. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line. Old National Bank, get old. One more time, 855-616-1620. A couple of texts in already. This one from Josh. That was a gritty win. Hauser found a way to keep the Brewers in it, and so did the Bats. How cool to see these two young newcomers get it done in the ninth for the walk-off win. I am going to talk more about Owen Miller coming up a little bit later in the show. This text from Doug. Even though it's early in the season, this is a very important win. You have to beat the teams like this. I'm finally starting to see the Yelich of 18 and 19 again. He is becoming more consistent on pace for 25 homers. I'll take that even for a leadoff hitter. Now, 25 homers from Yelich I think would surpass everybody's expectations given the last two years he has not even totaled 25 homers. But we'll talk more about Yelly, talk a little bit more specifically about the offense coming up in the next segment. Again, 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. A reminder, this is Brewers Extra Innings brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. They know how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. We'll take a quick breather, come back with more Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers get the win in walk-off fashion, 4-3. to three. I'm Dominic Catronio. Jeff Cirillo is still with us as well. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. So for this one, let, we've taken long enough here, Jeff, to not talk about Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich had a two-homer game. Uh, his first multi-homer game since the 2021 season. Uh, he played fine left field again, but... I think the thing that jumps out to me about Yelly's two homers tonight is the fact that they were skyscrapers, the fact that they were launched. They weren't like the, the liners that we've seen from him in the past. Not that those are bad. I love home runs. Don't get me wrong. But we saw like the long time. I mean, the moonshot to center. That was something we haven't seen in a long time from Yelly. Yeah, two majestic blasts, especially the one to dead center. You saw the real power that's in there. 
like you said, he got the ball up in the air, and, and he's one of those guys. He's always going to be a line drive, line drive down. That's just the way he's been trained. So it's hard for guys to change that mindset to try and get launch angle, get the ball up in the air. But you saw his power. I mean, he's got power at all fields, and the one he hit the left field especially, um, you know, that that's that's where you see real power from the guys when he can drive the ball to the left center out of the ballpark. This is a reminder, too, that you don't judge a guy's entire season on one month. Uh, Christian Yelich now in the month of May is hitting 333, a 391 on base, a 571 slugging. He's got three homers now, two of them tonight, also the double. But the thing I love about Yelly is he's cutting down on the strikeouts, too. He's barely struck out this month. Just five strikeouts and 46 plate appearances. That was the biggest flaw from him in April. It was been been very non-characteristic of how much he had been chasing and swinging and missing. The fact that he's cut it down so far in May may be the sign that I point to to say that's the guy that I know with the strike zone discipline that proves that he can continue to provide. I'm not saying he's going to hit two home runs every night, but when he's swinging at strikes he can still do damage to those pitches. Yeah, I think it just comes down to velocity, right? I mean, he got the, the increased velocity. The guy's a little bit older. Not saying that taking anything away from his bat speed or anything like that, but then you're trying to think maybe get the get the head out. It's hard, right? So then you have to cheat, and then you kind of get out of your discipline and out of what made him great was just owning that strike zone. And I, we, as we know, he's got opposite field pop. He loves to send it the other way, and the center field one was the moonshot. But this was a, a guy that... You know, he did strike out a couple other times tonight. It was only his second multi-strikeout game of the month. But for Yelly, the fact that he knows teams are attacking him inside, that has been his weak spot, which is a rarity for lefties. But it is what it is. But to know that he can still dominate the middle third and the outer third and can send it wherever he wants, that still, in my opinion, makes him a dangerous hitter. And then they know they don't want him on the base paths because he's a perfect 7-for-7 seven seven in stolen bases. He can make a, a, a double in the gap. If he's on first base, you almost expect him to score. And for Yelich, we've talked about this in the beginning of the year, right? When he got off to the slow start, everybody was freaking out a weekend of the season. That's why you don't freak out on a 162-game season and let things play out. Yelich is just a reminder that, man, it, it is in there, and I know it's in there, and I'm going to continue to highlight it when we see signs that it's coming. And I think you agree, Jeff, that there is signs to believe that, I'm not saying it's going to be 2019 Yelich, but a very productive Christian Yelich is close by. Oh, for sure. I mean, you look at just the strikeouts for this month, right? He's got... He's averaging five walks basically for every ten or one walk for every ten at bats, which was always one of the keys that I had was, look, I want to get ten walks for every hundred at bats or, or fifteen walks for every hundred at bats, and then you control strikes and try to be one to one, right? He said that this was his first multi-strikeout game of the month, uh, so there's there's good signs, and you know whenever you see a guy driving the ball to the middle of the field, especially with the kind of power that he has. So you might not see the 330 batting average with the 40 home runs, but, I mean, you're going to see a productive guy, and especially when he gets on base because he's got unbelievable instincts for a major league runner. And for the end of the game, he was on deck in case Joey Weimer didn't get the job done, which would have been very poetic if Yelich would have been the one to uh, win this one for the Brew Crew, but it doesn't matter. It's Joey Weimer who wins it today. And the sacrifice fly, it may not be – you know, something that gets you on the top 10 of high, of uh, Sports Center, but he did his job for the team. And take me into that swing. What did you see, and how did he defend that lower third of the zone? Well, you know, it's one of those ones. You know that they're going to either – there's only two ways, really, a pitcher's going to attack you, is that they're going to try and 
break you off really hard inside. They're going to go up top. They're looking for swing and miss or broken bat or out in front contact. So he did a great job. And you know that the book is that he has trouble with breaking balls, right, especially from right-handers. So you got to expect that he's going to be throwing breaking balls and sliders, and he was able to just get enough of that ball and push to the middle of the field. But it's a tip of the cap, right, because you have Yelich on deck. Really the scenario situation is to walk that guy to load up a four situation, but you have Yelich on deck or you have the rookie in the nine hole, you know, and so they had the matchup they wanted, but Weimer came out on top tonight. And furthermore, the reason why maybe they could have walked, but, you know, it doesn't really matter at that point. It's moot because you got the winning run on third base and you try to roll a double play against a guy that's fast. But the reason why they even thought about having first base open is because of the mistake they made on Owen Miller's double. And Owen Miller, clutch again, we mentioned in a moment ago, the two-strike base hit. But the fact that that throw from center field went to nobody in particular, not that Owen wasn't going to make that a double, that confirmed that it was going to be a double and leave first base open. I think that was a little play that was a bigger than it was, and Owen swings the bat well again for the second straight day. Yeah, that was an interesting play, and, and i got to tell you, like when you're getting a second start in the row, you get rewarded for hitting a home run last night and having three hits in the game before, and now you're over for 3, and you know, you're still looking for playing time, and you want to be getting the lineup every day. So when you're over for 3 in that lineup and you're facing a guy that's throwing 100 miles an hour, it's not a comfortable bat, right? But, you know, he was able to get that one. And I can tell you, as a player, you know, when you go over three and you get that last hit, especially a big one like that, you know, it, it's like you went three for three in the game again. So, like you said, it was a terrible play by the alpha to throw that ball home. But I think the scenario still would have presented itself. But it was an easier bat for Weimer, knowing that uh, it was second and third and not first and third. It's always easier to sleep when you're sleeping on a knock, that's for sure. Uh, do you know how many? Do you remember how many walk-offs you had, Jeff, in your career? Do you remember how many you had? I've got the answer in front of me. Uh, I don't know, eight? Yeah, good guess. You have, you have eight official hits. You have nine walk-offs, uh, or I should say you have eight balls in play. You also had a walk-off walk back in the day with the, the Mariners in 2002. Uh, you got a couple walk-off homers in here, one here in Milwaukee in 97, uh, one in Colorado. So, I mean, you know what it feels like to be the guy. I mean, you've done it plenty of times in your career, my friend. Yeah, I mean, they never get old either. But you know what we didn't have back then, Don? We never had the Gatorade splashdowns, you know? So that would look forward to that. Maybe one time we'll get together and you can do a walk-off and we'll just do a splashdown on you so we get the same feeling. I won't have to worry about my hair, that's for sure. That's uh, no problem for me at all. Uh, I'll be definitely very aerodynamic. Hey, we're going to talk about our difference-making moment of the game coming up next. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. More to come with Jeff. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers win in walk-off fashion thanks to Joey Weimer. 4-3 the final on a sacrifice fly. The man of many words caught up with Bally Sports Wisconsin Sophia Minard after the game. We'll get that audio for you played here in just a moment. But, Jeff, while we got you here, let's get that ready in a moment. But first, it's time for our difference-making moment of the game. Brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Annex Wealth Management, different. Not driven by commission sales. Not pushing financial products you may not actually need. For elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need, contact Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. AnnexWealth.com. Jeff, what's your difference-making moment? Hauser's running the fifth inning, uh, just getting two innings pitched and bridging the gap, getting the ball over to Piamps and kind of set up with Strzelecki and Williams. Just the two innings that he pitched after kind of struggling a little bit for the last few outings, but uh, just two innings tonight from him to bridge the gap to get to the bullpen. 
Yeah, that, that's a great call with, with Hobie getting the job done. Uh, for, for me, my difference-making moment, I'm going to go to a specific play. The fact that the Brewers, with Hobie, you mentioned him getting that double and getting out of it, but I look down there to the uh, third inning. The infield hit by Bryce Terang, again, with two strikes, the theme of the night, the first hit of the game, got things going, got the exhale. Now, Miller flied out to right on a weird play by MJ Melendez on the, on the bad read, and then Weimer had the great play made by Bobby Witt Jr. grunting out to center field. That was awesome. It would have been easy to roll over, but I think the difference-making moment of the game was Yelich's game-tying two-run homer, the first game-tying homer he hit, not the second one, because that finally got you know something hard hit off of Zach Greinke to that point in the game, and it let them kind of relax and say they were still in this absolutely. They can get things done. They ironically didn't score again against Zach Greinke, but it obviously instilled the confidence in Yelich to get the job done again to tie things in the sixth inning. Uh, let's try this again. I just I just love this interview. It's really funny. Here's Joey. Hey, Joey, Weaver. congratulations. First career walk-off, and you've got a great opportunity there with runners at second and third. What was your approach there? Um, not trying to do too much there. No one was running on third with uh, less than two outs, so just get a ball in the outfield and got the job done. What about the job that B.A. and Owen Miller did to get on base and give you that opportunity there to win it? Yeah, um, unbelievable job by them. Owen making a double over there. Brian starting it off. Um, that doesn't happen. That's just a fly out without them there, so love did uh, Willie get you pretty good? I know he's gotten you before, but how did that one compare your first career walk-off? Yeah, I'm cold. <laughs> All right, simply said. All right, congratulations, Joey. Thank you. Joey Weimer. I mean, he's just <laughs> he's he's a great dude. He I was chatting with him about defense today in the dugout or in the uh, clubhouse, and he's just somebody, Jeff. I'm sure you played with guys like him that are just like you know, just see ball, hit ball, you know, see ball, catch ball. <laughs> just keep things simple, and his little quirks and idioms and things of that nature is just an easy guy to root for. Yeah, I've never I've never met him before. I can't wait to meet him, but he kind of reminds me of back then. Fast times at Ridgemont High, a little bit of a Spicoli look to him. So maybe that'd be a good nickname for him. <laughs> he's got he's got like a thin, wispy, blonde mustache, and not many folks can see right now. And uh, I kind of point blank asked him about it. So uh, how's the stash going? He's like, dude, I cannot get this thing to grow any faster. <laughs> and I'm like, it's it's one of those things like you got it or you don't. He's got the same shade of hair on the mustache as he does on the top of his head. I don't know much about the top of your head anyway, but it's one of those things that. He's a kid. He's, I mean, he is so young. He's fresh out of college, obviously, out of University of Cincinnati. And here he is in the big leagues and helping the Brewers win games. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's right. I mean, he kind of reminds me a little bit like Eric Burns and uh, almost a little bit like Joe Rudy back in the day with the blonde, long, blonde hair and the, and the kind of the sprayed mustache. So, uh, so there's some comps to go to right there. You're tugging at my uh, Oakland A's heartstrings there with the uh, Joe Rudy comp there, too. Uh, but, Jeff, before we let you go, tomorrow, Mother's Day, you will not be with us post game, but uh, tell me about a little bit tomorrow as it'll be Colin Ray going. Uh, the Brewers made the announcement today that Eric Lauer is going to be in the bullpen for the time being. They don't see this as an extended thing, but they're going to skip his spot in the rotation, try to get his confidence back. A guy that has been confident in pitching well for the most part as a starter has been Colin Ray. Craig Council said today, Colin has given them a chance to win every time he has started. Do you agree with that assessment from Craig? I would agree. I mean, uh, I think it's a good matchup for him, to be honest with you. I mean, you got the Kansas City Royals, who are kind of a free-swinging team. You Colin Ray, who's a, is a command-control kind of guy, so he can nibble off the corners and kind of get early, easy, easy outs on these guys. 
just by the fact of just working working around the corners of the of the strike zone. And for Ray, he'll be going up against uh, former Brewer uh, Jordan Lyles. Will be getting the ball for the Royals tomorrow. First pitch is at one ten. Our coverage will start at noon. Uh, Jeff Cirillo, hope you have a great Mother's Day, my friend. And uh, we will catch you next week here on Brewers Extra Innings. Yeah, happy Mother's Day to all the all the Brewers fans out there for sure. It should be a should be a fun one coming out to the ballpark. We give we're giving away uh, ten thousand wristlets out here at the ballpark. Brewers themed out here as well. Jeff Cirillo here on Brewers Extra Innings. Uh, Craig Council coming a little bit later. Highlights as well. Stay with us. More to come on BEI. Let's talk who's hot, who's cold. It's brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust your family's comfort at home. Families helping families since nineteen twelve. For a limited time, you can save up to $1,000 off an AC or furnace unit. Cider, heating, plumbing, and electrical. You can learn more at cider, S-E-I-D-E-R dot com. Who's hot right now? I got to pick Owen Miller. I mean, we talked about him a little bit yesterday. Three hits. Then he gets the clutch double tonight in the ninth inning. Played third and first base, showing off a little bit of versatility. And you know how Craig Council loves to move things around. His positional versatility and the fact that he already used Voight in the game as a pinch hitter to be a DH meant that he needed somebody to play first base. It was either going to be Miller or Brasso. And it gave him the best defensive lineup by putting Miller to first base, where he's actually played, believe it or not, the majority of his games as a big leaguer at first base. And they moved Anderson in from right field to play third base. Tyrone Taylor, who was pinch running for Rowdy in case they scored in the eighth inning, into right field for the ninth. And that was uh, just a master class of managing once again from Craig Council, hitting all the right buttons. I did kind of wonder why, why not, Bunt with Bryce Terang uh, having a runner on first base and nobody out. My theory on that for Craig Council to give the trust to his rookie is saying, like, look, man, every time you come up in a big spot, I'm not going to ask you to bunt because looking back at his minor league tails, he only had one sack bunt in his minors, and this is a this is an organizational thing. They don't bunt. They don't like to bunt. And yeah, he's a guy that has some speed and maybe can create some chaos. But at the same time, I like the vote of confidence to say, hey, you've got an opportunity to do some damage here. Do some damage if you get the chance. And he ended up flying out the center. But for me, I'm fine with it here. Maybe there'll be another situation down the road that they will ask him to bunt and he'll get the job done and the rest will be history. But I think that's a fair question to ask about what went on there. Why not bunt in that scenario? But I'm not you know, overly strung out about it, to say the least. Uh, second walk-off of the season for the Brewers. They get the uh, the win by a 4-3 to three final. As for who's cold right now, it, it's hard to pick something in this game. The DH spot was a little cold for the Brewers tonight, 0-4 for 4 with three strikeouts between Jesse Winker and Luke Voigt. We have had plenty of Luke Voigt discourse here on the program and on Brewers Weekly. You can catch up on all that, talking about Kesson, talking about Voigt. Let's just say the DH spot is cold for tonight. Maybe they're going to break out tomorrow uh, on Mother's Day. Again, first pitch tomorrow will be at 110. Uh, our coverage will start at noon with Brewers warm-up with yours truly. Taking you to the dugout show at 1235, and then we'll be with you post-game as well for Brewers extra innings. And we'll be with you for the road trip uh, Monday through Wednesday. Those are all night games in St. Louis, so we've got extra innings after each of those games. I will be with you on Monday and Wednesday. I am on assignment on Tuesday. Uh, and then also throughout the uh, week, the Brewers will be having uh, an off day on Thursday, and then they'll be in Tampa, the Eastern time zone, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 
for a big series with the Tampa Bay Rays. Going to take a quick breather. We're going to hear from Craig Council coming up in the next segment. Don't go anywhere. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's a winner. They've won the series. Score 4-3, the final for the Brewers. They didn't lead until the last swing of the night. How about that from Weimer? As he would say, that's gas. How about his manager? What did Craig Council have to say about this one? Brewers winning walk-off fashion. Here's the skipper. Some big swings for sure. Um, you know, Granky was Granky was tough for sure. Um, and they got they got some some nice relievers. Um, that obviously big velocity from some of the relievers and um, pretty good bullpen there. So that was yeah. He had he had two huge swings tonight on a you know kind of otherwise quiet night. Um, there was one other rally and. In the seventh, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, two homers, it's a huge game for sure. He's had a pretty strong May so far. What have you liked about his approach to the players? Well, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, it's a baseball season, and so these guys go through good stretches and bad stretches, and he's in a, he's in a nice little stretch right now. And, um, you know, it's always great when he's driving the baseball. Those, you know, that's the easiest way to score, for, for sure, the home runs. And we've we kind of lacked them on the road trip that we struggled on. So, um, you know, some homers with men on base is, uh, you know, it's always a big, big deal for the offense. Craig, how about that, just the overall offensive approach in that ninth inning? You get the leadoff single, you'd be getting the second, third, fly ball, exactly kind of what you need. Yeah, I mean it was a good at bat by Owen for sure. That was the that was the big blow. Um and OBA just just staying in a, at bat with two strikes and, and putting the ball in play. Um Owen got I think he got a slider um and, and put it in the gap and then Joey just, you know, swing and miss on the first pitch and then figuring out a way to put the ball in play. So it's that's an at bat where the ball in play is is what wins and uh, he did a great job of it. Great. Uh they came out aggressively uh, early in the inning, offensively, but you guys pitching is like one of the top of the league. How much credit you give to your uh, bullpen? It was a- yeah, our bullpen was fantastic tonight. Um, you know, Adrian starting the game was just a little bend but don't break, and I thought he, he did a really good job, really until until the Perez homer kind of hurt him. Uh, he's been doing a good job. Just there's been base runners, but he's made pitches when he's needed to. He's kept the ball in the park. Um, and then our bullpen was fantastic. Um, Hobie with, with two strong innings and the three main guys, uh, Piamp, Striz, and uh, Devin were, were excellent. Um, excellent, excellent innings. I thought Yoel made, made some big pitches, especially to Melendez, who gave him a really tough at bat. Um, threw a good breaking ball, 3-2 to, to strike him out. Um, so nice, nice job by the bullpen. We know how aggressive Joey can be at the plate, you know, and you've said that's just who he is. But is this a good spot for him to like you know, just do what he had to do in that? Yeah, I was. I mean, that was it was an interesting at bat for him. You know, I was curious to see it really. Um, because the you know it's a big moment and the crowds crowds into the game and um, but I thought he you know really the swing was like put the ball in play um, and you know he. he he appears to take a huge swing every time, but that was a that was a swing where he just put the ball in play. And um, credit to him for doing that. Yeah, when Yelich goes pop like that, and then four twenty seven to center, does that tell you anything about him? 
Well, I mean, the, the first the first homer was, was you know, looks some kind of off speed up. It looked like um, or a cutter up, and um, that, I mean that ball is well hit. I mean, we know he can he has that power. Like he has, he can hit the ball extremely far. Um, but the opposite field one, just you got to get balls. I don't care what hit kind of hitter you are. You got to get balls to get them opposite field. Um, so that that's a blast anywhere. It's been a little more swing and miss for Striz, which is what we saw last year. I mean, it was working early with weak contact, but is that nice to see too that he's he's getting that four seamer to work? Yeah, I, I thought really the, you know, we got Striz some days off, uh, and and we hadn't been able to get we just the way the games had worked really the first five weeks of the season he was he was pitching quite a bit so to be able to get him some days off I think freshened him up a little bit um, and then we're going to have to be, be a little cognizant of that throughout the season but um, I thought the last two nights he's, he's been freshened up and then you can kind of tell. Strez going in back-to-back -back games I thought was a massive difference in having him available in that eighth inning with it still tied. First time he's ever struck out the side without allowing a base runner. Right, and, that, and that's my definition of striking out the side. You can't allow a base runner for it to happen. Uh, and the other thing, so now of his last nine outs, six of them are strikeouts. He had a one, two, three inning yesterday with no problems, and then he had the three strikeout performance uh, in San Francisco. Uh, pitching and leverage is what he does well, and it's a reminder that that Colorado series. Some guys just don't react well there, and when you don't pitch there on a daily basis, it's hard to understand how your stuff's going to go, and he's a guy that relies on so much movement and so much deception, it's hard to judge a guy just on his Colorado stuff, and now we're seeing why you don't overreact to a series in Colorado. It's an adjustment for everybody. Uh, so let's take a quick breather. They're going to relive this one with some highlights. Brewers winning in walk-off fashion, 4-3 to three on Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? This Get and this Get here, time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. The Brewers needed something good to happen to make sure they clinched this series victory. They had Adrian Hauser on the mound to start this one, going up against the one, the only Zach Greinke. However, it didn't start in their favor early in this one. In fact, in the first inning, the Royals got a run off of Hauser. A leadoff double from Bobby Witt Jr. came around to score on a sacrifice fly in that frame, but he would settle down after that. The Brewers wouldn't get a chance to respond until the third inning when they were already down 2-0 after back-to-back -back doubles from MJ Melendez and Nick Prado. So, in the bottom of the third, a leadoff infield single by Bryce Terang, but... After a couple of nice defensive plays, it looked like there would be no hope for that inning to form anything. They're not. Christian Yelich had something to say. 2-0 to Yelich. Swing and a fly ball deep to center. Way back. Bradley staring. Tie game 2-2. Christian Yelich with his fifth home run of the season. And we are back to even. Jeff Levering on the call. Now, though, in the fifth, Adrian Hauser came back out trying to face one more hitter, Salvador Perez, with Hobie Milner loosening behind him for the next lefties coming up. But Perez would send him with a home run to left field, send him out of the game, I should say, with a home run to left field to give the Royals the lead once again. So now it's 3-2. Kick things off in the sixth inning after Zach Greinke exited the game with five strong innings. Yelich was facing yesterday's starter, the opener, Josh Taylor. Remember, he got an RBI single off of him yesterday. Did a little better tonight. Yelich to left, deep, warning 
Christian Yelich. Yelich with his second home run of the game has tied it up. He went the other way that time and it got out of here. Bob Euchre's call here on WTMJ. First time he's had a multi-homer game since August of 2021, the ninth of his career. So now all tied up again at three in the bullpen started to shine. They went five shutout innings today, only allowing two base runners. The man who really showed off was Peter Strzelecki. Ball two and strike two, Strzelecki ready. Here it is. Hey, struck him out. Swinging and he strikes out the side. Great stuff from Pete. Now we go to the bottom of the ninth inning. The Brewers and Royals still tied at three. A leadoff single from Brian Anderson. Terang would pop out. Then Owen Miller coming to the plate. And the pitch. Swinging a liner to the gap in left center. It is going to send Brian Anderson to third. And Owen Miller with a ringing double. There they are. They are there for Joey Weimer coming to the plate. And the pitch hit in the air to center. This is going to do it. Jackie Bradley Jr. the catch. Here's the throw coming on. Brian Anderson scores. And Joey Weimer has just won it for the crew. With the outfield playing up, Weimer hit it deep enough to send Jackie Bradley back into center field. And the speedster at third base couldn't ask for any more. Brian Anderson scored. And the Brewers take game two. How about it? Bob Euchre with the call. Brewers have won the series. They'll go for the sweep tomorrow on Mother's Day. And they'll hand the ball to Colin Ray to do it. We'll wrap up the show coming up after this. Thanks for hanging with us on Brewers Extra Innings. A reminder, as always, to uh, thank the roof when you see it. And even when you're frustrated that the roof is closed, what are you talking about? The sun's out when I was out there tailgating. Why do you get the roof closed? It's there for a reason. And case in point, look at what happened today in Washington. The Mets and the Nationals were supposed to play, got delayed for four hours. Conditions were never good enough. And now they got to suspend their game and come back tomorrow. Just a reminder, even when you're mad about the roof being closed and what you think's a nice day, there still is a chance of weather bubbling in the area or something like that. Remember, there's a reason it's there. And there will be plenty of days in the summer that it's going to be open. Heck, even by the time they come back from this next road trip, it'll probably be open for good for the rest of the spring and the summer. I would hope anyway. we got to get Baden and uh, Sam and everybody on that to make sure that we're uh, in Nisnansky, make sure that we can confirm that. Like, yeah, we're good, right? We're good. Opening the roof coming up here soon. Hey, tomorrow, Mother's Day. Hope to see you at the ballpark. Come on, celebrate with Mom. You can give her a bouquet of flowers before you go to the game. You're fine. I got my mom some sneakers, so uh, I hope she enjoys those. Got her some Nike Cortez real ones. No. Uh, Brewers are finishing up with the Royals on this homestand. Colin Ray gets the ball against Jordan Lyles. Again, our coverage will start at noon with uh, the dugout show coming at 1235. First pitch at 110 to close out this homestand. And then the Brewers will be uh, getting ready to take on the St. Louis Cardinals, who won again tonight, by the way. They beat the Red Sox. For folks talking about standings and looking ahead, again, 
I'm going to say it every time. I don't care that they're in first place right now. All I care about is the game that I'm seeing on the field. And if there's building blocks, if there's things to enjoy, if there's things to make sure that they're maybe identifying of areas to improve, we'll figure it out. But I don't care about the standings in May. I just don't. I, I don't. So it's something for guys like me to talk about, you know, content people that have make a living have to talk about every game. I don't care. Stop falling for this trap that the standings matter in May. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Okay? Cool. Uh, I also want to real quick here as we wrap up, you know, I tweeted it, the video of the bad strikeout call, the bad strike three call against Joey Weimer when he became the thousandth different hitter to strike out against Zach Greinke. I mean, it was not close. Not even close. The, robo- the robots agreed. So, robo-umps is coming. Not full-time robo-umps, but I love, I would encourage everybody listening to check out what's going on in the minor leagues right now. They're testing it part-time in AAA, where it's a challenge system. Before you think, wait a minute, they're going to replay? No, 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 it's faster than that. What they're doing, similar to watching tennis, right? They still have all of their officials and their umpires and their referees surrounding the court, and they're making the majority of the calls, and they're right the majority of the time. However, just for the sake of pace and in case something goes wrong, uh, they're there in case the computers fail. But with that being said, tennis moves obviously very quickly. Some would argue similar to baseball. And they're able to, using the same cameras baseball uses for StatCast, called Hawkeye, take it down to the last millimeter on where whether a ball was in or out using their system, the Cyclops, Cyclops system. That similar system is being used in minor league baseball now, where you get three challenges per game, and you get to keep your challenge if you're successful. You lose it if you're not. And you can't wait on the dugout to tell you whether or not to challenge it. It has to be immediate. It can only come from the pitcher, the catcher, or the batter. That's it. It has to be immediate. You tap your helmet saying, I want to challenge that pitch. And then everybody pauses for 10 seconds, looks up at the scoreboard. Just like in tennis, it shows whether it was a strike or a ball, and life goes on. I love that. I hope that comes to baseball soon. I don't think it's going to be in here next year, but I could certainly see it in 25, maybe even 26, if it really needs a little more refining. They need to define how much of the baseball needs to be in the strike zone, what's the actual strike zone hitter-to-hitter based on height, does crouching matter, things of that nature. So they still got things to figure out. That's why they're testing in the minors, but I would encourage you to check out and learn more about that challenge system with the ball strike system happening in the minors right now. Quick little soapbox rant there. Umpires have a hard job. I get it. That was a bad call. We've all made mistakes in our life. Flush it, move on. Weimer won the game anyway. Cool? That's gas. Cool. Uh, Joey Weimer, the winner. A fun one tonight. Thanks for everybody for tuning in. Aaron, I saw your tweet. wasn't able to get to it, but uh, I'll just read it here real quick. Aaron joining us here on the program from Illinois, as he usually does, chiming in that coming from behind victories never get old. First place Milwaukee Brewers, that's part of the reason why I did that rant there, Aaron, if you get what I'm saying. I don't care about first place in May. Appreciate your enthusiasm, though. Long-term role for Hauser. We'll talk more about that postgame, but he's going to start, especially with Lauer going into the bullpen. Hauser's not going anywhere. Uh, He's going to be a very important pitcher as he continues to get his legs underneath him throughout the season. That's going to do it for our show here tonight. My thanks to Justin Pottinger, our producer, back at the Avenue, and my thanks to Jeff Cirillo as well. My name's Dominic Catronio, signing off from American Family Field. Brewers winning walk-off fashion 4-3. Back tomorrow with more Brewers Extra Innings. Until then, keep on swinging.